Bold Europa presents Calling Europe, the first pan-European speed podcast. All right, welcome everyone to a new episode of our speed podcast, Calling Europe. Today we have a special edition for you, the country edition, where we will be interviewing two representatives of a national chapter of Bolt. Today we have the two top candidates from Vienna, Austria for the upcoming elections on October 11th. We're going to be kicking off our country edition with an election special edition. We have Tabea Bich who is top candidate from District 9, and Lucas Carnexel, who is top candidate from District 6 and 3. Hi, both of you. How are you doing? Hi, hello. Pleasure to be here in the podcast. Hi, Karam. Well, I'm also glad to be here and looking forward to this edition. Nice. I am also looking forward for this episode. And today's podcast is going to have three main parts. The first one is the profile, where I ask you five short questions, and we're going to get some short answers from you to meet you a little bit better. The second one is the three questions with one bonus question for the special edition, and the third one is the song choice. So let's start with the first part, the profile. Are you ready, both? Yes, we are. The profile. All right, Lucas, when was your country team first established? Volt Österreich, Volt Austria, was actually founded in October 2018. Uh, a bit prior to our try to qualify to the European elections. Tabea, how many members does it count and how many cities are you active in? So Volt Austria has around 120 members and we're active in, uh, well, officially in five cities and really active, I'd say, in two and a half cities. Tabea, what is your next election and when will it be? Our next election is next Sunday on October 11th, which is the local election here in Vienna, uh, where we vote for the city council of Vienna and for the 23 district councils of each Viennese district. Lucas, what was your last election and when was it? This is our, actually our first election in, in Volt, Austria. Uh, so the, the Viennese elections are our first one at all in Austria. But um, I have had previous experiences in elections as well in the UK, USA, and uh, very shortly in the, in the Netherlands as well. Thank you. And how long have you both been members of Volt and what did you do before? Um, so I'm an official member of Volt Europa since uh, November of last year, 2019. I became my first member in Volt Italy when I was living there and switched memberships to Volt Austria in February 2020. And Tabea? I'm a member uh, since October 2019, so one year now. And so before and also uh, besides Volt, I am a student and also yeah, working a bit next to my student life and Volt life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much both for your quick answers. Let us now get to the second part of our podcast, the three questions. I will be ask, asking you three questions, which I'm addressing to both of you. And then in the end, we will have one bonus and uh, question because of the special edition. Are you ready? Yeah. The three questions. Question number one. All right, let's go. So how does Volt Austria or Volt Vienna stand out from conventional parties in your country, Lucas? Well, uh, first of all, we are very proud to always say that we are the first European or pan-European party um, at all. And uh, we are the first, of course, also the very first one that is competing in Austria. Uh, 
and uh, this sets us apart from any other parties. There are some parties that are very pro-European, but we are taking the claim as the most European party by far. Now in Austria, we're taking, let's say, this title from uh, the Neos and uh, maybe debatably also the Greens. Okay, and Tabea, how would you define the difference between Volt Austria or Volt Vienna to other conventional parties in your country? Well, I agree with Lucas um, that, yes, we are the first European party. And that, uh, well, add that we are also the first party who actually tries to represent all people um, in Vienna or in Austria and not only the people with an Austrian passport that that sets us apart. Nice. Yeah, I think that is something, especially as a French citizen who lives in Germany, that I can very well identify with. Do you guys have any uh, other citizenships, actually? Or do you have any people with other citizenships in your teams? Uh, well, I have a German citizenship living in Austria. <laughs> um, and we have, yeah, we have lots of people in the team um, with other citizenships. So we have people with Uh, Czech citizenship, Bulgarian, uh, Portuguese, um, then also a lot of Germans. <laughs> and yes, so we got many and also Lucas is one of them. Oh, cool. Uh, I am an Austrian-Brazilian citizen. Uh, and we have another uh, South Tyrolean. So officially that's Italy, but uh, in Austria, we consider South, uh, South Tyrolians pretty much Austrians as well. We have lots of non-Austrians by passport involved, even if, um, well, I guess that doesn't matter that much. And we're still all Viennese. Nice. Viennese by heart, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a city with the best living condition in the world. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Actually, it reminds me every time I'm in a different, uh, in another European country and I see election advertisements or and stuff, I always know, hey, there is a political party, which is Volt, which is the same party, which represent, represents me that I'm a member of in Germany. And I kind of feel really inspired by that. And I think that's something really pretty powerful actually question number two okay so let's get to question number two do you believe in a european dream and how would you define it i do believe in a european dream i think europe is a vision of of solidarity and peace i mean that's where where europe or european union comes from and i think this is something that's for me very important and kind of the reason why I'm with Vault because I think that politics needs more more like visions, more dreams, more ideas where we actually want to get to. Um, and for me, Europe is this yeah kind of dream that's of course hardly already real, but other parts are still quite utopian and, and this is the dream I want to work on in politics, I'd say. And Lucas? I fully agree in the European dream. Um, and I strongly believe uh, that globalization will is already creating uh, Europe. Uh, either we want it or not, the freedom of movement is allowing that as well. And uh, that is especially so for Austria when most of our problems can only be solved in, with a strong European bloc for, because a small Austria of a population of 8.8 million people or so, uh, we can definitely not tackle some of the biggest issues such as climate change, uh, 
border securities and uh, economies and etc. We have to do that together with our Europeans, brothers and sisters. Question number three. What were the most inspiring moments of your campaigns? Um, I will start. So the well, of course, there were lots of inspiring moments and it's a bit hard to rank them now, but maybe I can imagine I can. <laughs> but it's I mean, I can I can tell some <laughs> anecdotes which come to my mind now. Uh, I think it was mostly like meeting people on the streets and actually getting really good feedback, even also from people where you would not think in the first moment that they would react positively like. For example, I once had a conversation with with the guy where I explained what Volt is, what European Party means, and so on, and who then like looked at me like really surprised, as if he would have never thought about this possibility, and then told me, uh, "Well, this is the future," and I was like looking at him, and I thought, like, yes, uh, so nice <laughs> when someone gets that and also thinks that, that this is the future. So was, this was, for me, a very inspiring moment. So how about you, Lucas? What was, for you, the most inspiring moment of your campaign? Well, I have to agree with Tabea. Uh, there have been many uh, inspiring moments. Um, I got to admit as well, uh, we have been working in this campaign since the pre-elections for f four months uh, ago. And uh, from the very beginning as well, some people, uh, when we talk about the first European party, they don't either bat an eye, but some of them actually, I can see the, the, the stars in their eyes just shining as well, like, oh, that's great. And some people just want to talk to us hours and end as well about actually the future of European politics, exactly how this is. Others are just f fully intrigued to understand how we work. Uh, others automatically th realize that maybe we're not even going to be the first, uh, last part European party, and that's where European politics are starting to shift. It's just we are maybe five to ten years ahead of everybody else. So some people catch that really quickly and speak with us about it. Uh, others uh, don't bet an eye, but at the same time as well, uh, the fact that I'm actually candidating uh, for the Venice elections together with so many interesting people from across the European Union, this is actually extremely inspiring and just really gives me the goosebumps and I just really want to see how where this is going to go as well, not just next year, but 10 years from now as well. Yeah, I think what you both just said rings a bell for so many vultures. Um, if I may add something, I think like the feeling that I've had always when, especially when I was campaigning for the the, the European Parliament uh, here in, in, in Stuttgart is that um, is that a lot of kind of come across as the common sense party as basically, I think, much of our policies, nothing, none of it is really has, we haven't invented anything new, anything completely crazy. I think the most innovative thing about our party is the fact that it's pan-European. But then other than that, I think any person who just thinks that common sense about climate change, like, of course, it makes sense that we try to solve our problems as a whole Europe. Of course, it makes sense that we try to solve uh, our migration issues as a whole Europe. And I think for many people, it's like, yeah, why didn't we think of that earlier, right? Yes, fully. Um, well, this is, well, I, I like to believe that's just the beginning. Uh, but, uh, well, 
Uh, I'm actually completely agree with you. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's get to the last and last question, which is a bonus question because of the special edition. And it is the following. You are now in the last stretches of your campaign. You only have a few days left. What is the most important message you would like to send to your potential voters? I'd say be brave. Try something new. Don't be frustrated by status quo, but go ahead with us uh, into a European future for Vienna and don't like stay within the current um, structures. Yeah, think out of the box. That's a beautiful message. How about you, Lucas? Well, I, I want to just simply invite everybody to be part of this European movement. Um, we we are building something new here and uh, the revolution that we are now starting is completely silent, to be honest. Uh, but the genie that we let outside of the box cannot ever be put back inside. Um, as I said, we, we are the first European party, pan-European party, and we are definitely not going to be the last one. We are setting the bar to, yeah. to what new parties in Europe will have to look like if they want to compete, especially European-wide. And uh, Absolutely. The more Europe, people who only grew up knowing what is an European Union, those are, when the more pe those people become the generations here, uh, in every single politics, the more obvious this will be and the paradigm is shifting. Uh, and I uh, just invite everybody to actually join us part of this revolution i couldn't agree more with you and uh, i think even if we just inspire other parties to go the same way and start thinking uh, uh thinking on a european level doing politics on a european level as european parties i think even there we would have already uh achieved part of our goal because we're not just aiming for us just winning as Volt, we want to actually do structural change in the way that politics are made. And I think at that point, uh, yeah, we can't be going the wrong way. It's like we're all so confident and have so much hope into into and, and so much confidence into this 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 movement, this new philosophy that we're creating that I think uh yeah, like it can't go wrong, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for your answers, both of you. Now we just finished the questions. Um, let's get to the last part of the podcast, which is the song choice. Your favorite song. You both get to choose a song for our official Volturoba playlist, which you can find on Spotify. So, Tabea, which song would you like us to add on your behalf? I would like to uh, choose Soldi by Mahmoud, which is an Italian artist and an Italian song that has competed in the Eurovision some years ago. And yeah, which I like very much. An Italian singer with an Arab name? Yes, exactly. <laughs> nice. Cool. I like that. <laughs> and Lucas, which song would you like to choose for our playlist? Uh, thank you very much for the question. I have to go with uh, Viva La Vida from Coldplay. Uh, highly inspirational as well, but I love the fact that uh, Spanish as well, which is the language I speak. And uh, yeah, just honestly, just gives me the goosebumps. Really good song choice, Lucas. It wouldn't be the first song from, uh, 
from Coldplay in our playlist. Anouk Ohms chose the first one. And finally, <laughs> yesterday I was in Frankfurt and uh, we were doing stuff for Europe Cares. Uh, and uh, yeah, we were in a bar talking about the playlist and the songs that talked about Coldplay. And we all unanimously <laughs> agreed that Coldplay is an amazing band. So we will be making quite some, some people happy, Lucas. <laughs> so that was it. Yeah. Thank you for being part of this. Goodbye. I wish you lots of success in your elections and I really hope uh, to see you in the parliament. Yes, thank you very much for the invitation as well. Uh, I'm sure we will be successful in the... Also, thank you, Shane, guys. Thanks a lot for having us and yeah, thanks a lot for your good wishes. Uh, I'm very confident we will be successful. Bye-bye. <laughs> That was Calling Europe, a production of Volta Lombard.